0: Are you ready to receive the light? Okay, let's go on a journey with the beginning of the light.
1: Welcome back to the beginning of the light. My name is Lisa Kanya Zweni, and I am here with my beautiful, beautiful co host Timurukhor. I'm
0: excited to be here again. <laughs> yes,
1: that's great. So, so, today it is episode four, and we will be discussing how to facilitate healing after you've identified what your childhood traumas are. Yeah. So, basically, what facilitation means for those who don't know is how to simplify your process so how to make something easier, easier yeah so yeah we'll basically touch on even the things that we spoke about in episode one two and three but i encourage you guys to go watch those episodes and listen to our podcast
0: yeah yeah and don't forget to follow us on social media guys We're on instagram and on twitter please make sure you do follow us on instagram because we will update anything new that you're doing if an episode is dropping or maybe anything that could happen just make sure you do follow us on all social media platforms and yeah i think i'm excited to touch on this next topic man Ooh. i think the response on the previous episodes are really amazing they and were. yeah they were and yeah. shout
1: out to each and every person who reposted the yeah. the videos the people who commented on the youtube i truly truly appreciate
0: yeah. everyone so tell me a lot of things we touched on previously and um, yeah, I mean, with all these things that we mentioned, like our childhood trauma that we're still healing from, how, what are the things that you have done to kind of make your process easier with anything that you've mentioned previously? So basically what I mentioned previously was
1: my societalness mm-hmm. and how I made my process easier was basically extracting myself from certain environments. Mm -hmm. So because I touched on how I was a strong friend, I had to distance myself from a lot of people. So even I think with you, you can also testify the fact that I you would be like Lisa let's go out and I am like no I'm yes. busy oh, yes. Lisa <laughs> let's do this <laughs> no, but- so I avoided a lot of my friends especially friends who I knew that if I'm gonna go somewhere I'm going to have to be myself I yeah. can't pretend and oh, I'm okay and stuff so that's what I basically did because I knew that I can't be strong for anyone in the season of my life I have to be strong for myself. I have to pour into my cup. And I have to be honest with the fact that this is where I am. I'm depressed.
0: I have anxiety. I'm suicidal. Where from? Like, where to from now? Yeah. But don't you think... Because for me, it works different. I I don't know. I'm not saying I become a lot better when Mm. I'm outside and I'm with people. But I think being in relationship and in communication and just being outside of the house Mm. makes me feel a lot better. But what's different with you in terms of just rejecting every plan or every outing but what works for you to be actually to actually get back to who you really are and become better mentally. Sure, I think for me
1: it was basically the fact that I am an introvert. Mm-hmm. So I gain more of my or I get my energy back when I'm alone. Okay. So I basically have to do certain things like I I would basically watch sermons. I would Invest in a lot of reading. Yeah. I remember reading um. What what is it? Baked in Pain by Amanda damuz I finished the book in about two days. I was gonna finish it in a day, but because I had I was with my cousin and stuff, I could only finish it within two days. And yeah. I just remember reading the book and crying. And it was moments like that that I had to go through. Because I mean, if now I'm outside, I'm acting. Because remember, for you, you can get. Your sense of mm-hmm. motivation from people uh, yeah. outside the environment and yeah. stuff, but when I'm outside, I'm pretending to be okay. Mm. So, if mm-hmm. now I'm like, okay, friend, let's go out, let's go to farmers' market, for example. Yeah, I have to get there. People are taking steps. I can't be
0: there depressed and looking at you. Like know what I'm saying? Because,
1: yeah. And I'm one of those people that I will never show my enemies that you're
0: <laughs> going down. through that, it,
1: you know. I yeah. will never,
0: I will, I will definitely yeah. act. So, I had to. Stop acting. Yeah. 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 And I definitely, I think there there needs to be like a fine line between constantly being outside Mm. when you're not okay and being indoors. For me, in the beginning, when I was not okay, especially after I left my previous school, I was literally pretending as if I was okay. Mm. Like, whether I'm with my friends and maybe in that moment, yes, I'm good. Maybe in that moment, yes, you guys are making me happy. Maybe in that moment, I'm actually doing fine, you know? Mm. But when I, Go back home and i'm in my bed and i'm trying to sleep those emotions come like crazy you know and i start feeling okay i'm actually not good so i think there is like um there needs to be a balance you know but sometimes me being outside and going out to people and mm. just meeting new people it shows me that life is much more than what i'm going through mm. so even if i'm going through I don't know, financial situation, and I'm mm-hmm. seeing people that are happy. I'm like, you know, it's, it gives me the motivation that, you know, life is actually a lot better, you know, than you just sitting in your bed and with, like, within your emotions mm-hmm. 100% and overthinking what's happening in the past. You can't even um change you know mm. and so i think for me it gives me that motivation you know as to be like okay girl there's more to life than what you were going through there are people that are happy as much as we don't know how people truly feel mm. you know because they never tell you okay listen i'm in a good space really you know mm. well i'm not in a bad i'm not in a great space right now sometimes for me that's the motivation i get just to be outside and see how people are doing mm. and it motivates me to be okay girl we need to be happy again that's. I think I like what you're saying because now it brings a
1: balance within two different personalities. Because yeah. if someone is gonna listen to me and then an extrovert, they won't relate to me. But I just wanna take you back to episode three where you spoke about your childhood trauma. Mm-hmm. And while I was like editing, I realized I asked myself like, why would you be depressed? You are going to a private school. Mm-hmm. You are from the transition of going from government to. A private school. I mean, any person would be happy. And I remember actually discussing with one of my friends, and she was, like, telling me that she wanted to come to my high school. And I was like, girl, you went to one of the best private schools in the country. Why would you want to come to my school? Because I I do identify the fact that government schools are not the same because there's Section 20 government schools and Section 21 government schools, Mm -hmm. which Section 21 were previously Model C
0: schools. Yeah. But still, it's still a government school. Yeah. So... Let me, let me put it this way Just because it's a good school Doesn't mean the environment is good mm. um, Doesn't mean the environment is healthy mm. You know Yes, in terms of academics, we're at the top Yes, in terms of sports, we're at the top But doesn't mean the environment is great You mm. know, and I come from a talking to a friend yesterday and I'm like, you know The transition from a public school to, to a private school Was so hectic, but it was so good for me mm. It was so good for my own growth. When I was in Wendwood High, which is a public school, I was the most happy person. And I was not, not, I won't say if it's I was, I was part of like the cool kids squad, you know. But besides that, I was just, I could fit in with people, Mm. you know. I knew who my friends were, I knew who people that got me like that you know so i've always been free i've always been having people that loved me every morning i'd walk to school i'm hugging people i'm just that kind of person you know so the environment was really really healthy for me and now i need to go into a private school and that time when i was in a public school i was staying in alex most of the time i've stayed in alex you know so you know life is so different than the suburbs so now i'm going through this transition of okay, I'm staying in the suburbs, it's quiet, I'm now going to school with, with kids whose parents are, like, rich, mm. you know. I mean, I never used to carry a car to school, mm. but mfunana mm. Muntu, otata, hundred is, like, a basic thing. Mm. Like, oh, let's just, like, change. And for me, it's like, that's a big deal, you know. And so when I got there, the reason why I was not okay is because I didn't fit in. Mm, so it was the environment. It was the environment. I did not fit in no like okay maybe there were those few people i tried to fit in with but it was not 100 percent so i had to because i'm not that person where i don't want to change who i am for people for other people you know or just to fit in but i realized everyone was so similar to each other everyone was so like, they were they were one, you know. Mm. And I'm the school from a public school, coming from Alex, and now I have to adapt to the suburb life. Mm. Now I have to adapt to what private school is, you know. Mm. And so I didn't like it because it didn't fit in. Okay. And it was so uncomfortable because I've never been in this environment before. So mm. what's this thing I would see one man for himself, you know. Mm. What's this thing I would see you only valued because your, your dad is rich, mm. you know. Mm. And... Uh, most of most people had iphones at that time i didn't mm-hmm. even have an iphone so it's like okay you know you're not literally in our level right now so i struggled mm-hmm. to fit in and that's why i was not in a good space at all on top of that the academic part of things was hectic because mm-hmm. I, I get parents who want to do better for their kids but i think we need to be really sensitive to the fact that change is not easy mm-hmm. and it's not the same for everyone mm-hmm. so academically at, at first i was not doing my best you know because mm. i was struggling so i wasn't liking that time of my life because school is not the greatest mm. and i have to go back home and i'm not coming home with good results now it's like okay no my dad's like you're not doing your best i'm paying for the school fees because black parents are like that sometimes i'm mm. paying so much for the school yeah. and you're not providing nothing for yeah. me i'm not seeing the results i'm not seeing the work ethic like give me something. So the pressure was really hectic, but it forced me to grow up. Like it forced me to really adapt to change and do better for myself. Sure, I hear you. But now,
1: were you? How did you articulate what you were going through to mm. your parents? And in answering this, I want you to, because I know that my my baby brothers go to pri- to private schools, right? Mm. And I realized while they were in grade R that like. They're learning grade two work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I then realized that okay, that's the difference between private schools and government schools. Yeah. Is that like we aren't learning the same yeah. work, you know? And private is far ahead. Yeah, than, yeah. yeah. So now how does a parent or how does a, a someone who's in your position right yeah. now communicate the fact that I'm moving from government school? Yeah. And now, let's say I'm in grade eight, for yes, example. Yeah. From a government school, they are literally learning grade A content. Exactly. From now your perspective of going to grade um D to a private school,
0: yeah. they're learning other things. They're happen. more ahead. More ahead yeah. So now it's
1: a thing of how do I communicate the fact that I'm not it's not that I'm ungrateful, it's just mm. the content is too much for mm. me to grasp. I'm overwhelmed by the environment. I'm
0: overwhelmed by everything. Yeah. Yeah. What I wish my parents understood is that um be patient Mm -hmm. like i want you to be patient with me you don't just leave south africa and go in the states and immediately adapt Mm -hmm. you know so at that time i wanted everyone to be patient with me because i'm not i'm it's my first time doing this Mm -hmm. you know and the way i was doing things in a private school is not proper for how I'm supposed to do it here, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like seasons in your life, how you did things previously is not how you're supposed to do them the next season Mm -hmm. that's why God will remove you from certain environments so that you are going, so you're going to be um How do I put this? So you can be fruitful in the next season. Do you know what I'm trying to say? So at that time, I really wanted my parents to understand. Okay, I get the fact that you are paying so much money. Mm. I get the fact that you're waking up every single day to make sure that you give your kids a good future. But it's not going to be easy for me, you know? Mm. And me, the first time, I didn't really enjoy. Because even when I was writing a test, in my mind, I was like, I need to do well. Because my parents' money here, it's it's a lot, mm. you know. And black parents, sometimes they will tell you, I'm paying so much money. Yeah, yeah. I'm paying 15K. <laughs> I am paying 20K for you to go there and you're going to come back with 30%, you know. And... Because even in business, when you when you start a business, your money is just not going to give you profits mm. right now. Mm. You're going to get them maybe after two, three years. Mm. And I think we need to treat that the same way with a child going to a private school. Mm. Like, yes, your money is a lot. And yes, you're doing the best that you can. But it's not going to show up right now. You know, mm. allow me to kind of assess what the environment is like. Allow me to... I don't know. Just see how people do things, you know. Let mm. me find myself in the most of this environment. I don't even know what it looks like. Mm. I don't even know what it requires of me, because guys, please trust me when I say it's not easy. Maybe it's different for everyone, but for me, it was never easy. Mm. You know, I was not getting the greatest marks. In fact, sometimes I was literally the the lowest in the class. Mm. You know, and that messes up with your with your self-esteem. Exactly. So imagine now you're at school. You know you're not good enough. And then you go back home and you're still told you're not good enough. Mm. So now I was fighting two battles at once, mm. you know. So it's not easy. And I think what, I don't know how other people feel. But for me, it's like, just be patient. And be supportive. You know, once you support me, I know I can do better. Mm. Because now if I don't have the support, I feel like I'm alone and mm. trying to do this thing and trying to get the results and trying to make sure that my parents money is worth uh, like worth it you know yeah, so yeah. it's not easy but i i just say to parents just be patient you know like really be patient and i know it's a lot of money because black parents like they are very attentive to the fact that they pay 20k mm-hmm. per month whereas they could be paying 5k somewhere else you know mm-hmm. so it's like an investment this is your child's future you know they have to wake up every morning to go through this thing. And yes, you're waking up every morning to make sure that you have the money to pay but also be patient, you know, mm. you don't just get into a new environment and hit the top. You don't just get into a corporate job mm. at F&B and you're a you're junior for top. two months and the next thing you're a senior manager for wherever, you know. Mm. So I think just being patient, like I wish my parents were patient with me. I wish I had the support that I really wanted. I think I would have done a lot better mm. than having to fight not trying to disappoint them because of their money is worth how much and also trying to do well for myself in, this, in that environment because i couldn't relate to anyone at that point mm. so i was alone you know and yeah so i think sometimes when you're in that uncomfortable position all you want to go back to where you are comfortable mm. and at that time god's like that's not gonna happen
1: oh with what you're saying i can relate because i started feeling the because okay i basically went to a government school for both primary and, and school. high school oh. But I started feeling the pressure when now I was going to a private university. Mm. And now it's like, girl, we're paying hundred and something thousand for you. Mm. You can't come back with 60%. <laughs> 70 <laughs> is not good enough. Exactly. Like, it's, it's hectic pressure. And like, when your parents are like, paying, not much, I mean, they were paying much, because it's not like a, a Section 20 school whereby mm. it's for free. But like, they don't feel that pressure. Mm. So you don't have that pressure of. You have to produce the results. But the difference, even with what you're saying, um, was that when I got to tertiary, the environment was totally different.
0: Yeah.
1: Because now I'm used to I mean, yes, um, my previous high school, there were very rich people there. Like kids were driving cars, Mm -hmm. kids who had this. We all had iPhones. You would you would barely notice that like these are government school kids yeah, yeah. but there was unity there was mm. a monde. you knew that i could go at break i remember this one time like like even not even one time but like when we at break everyone is sharing no one cares that lisa was with this group yesterday lisa was there but like it's unity yeah. like my friend would literally go around asking for two rents, knowing that she has money but it's just that we have each other's back. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yes, we are kids. Yes, there's um, drama, beef and stuff. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I knew that if I needed someone to do my homework, someone will do my homework. Yeah. If I need someone to cover up for me, someone will cover, cover up for me. Yeah. But now tertiary is a totally different ball game. Exactly. Because no one has your back there. <laughs> you understand? No mm-hmm. one has your back there. And literally, I remember people usually asking me, girl, we never see you on campus. And I just ended up telling people that guys the reason why you never see me on campus is because i'm in and out Mm. here it's no one cares yeah
0: one man for himself yeah like
1: no one has a bag and on top of that you feel the difference because i'm out here driving my renault um and the
0: next person is driving a ferrari yeah the next person is driving a porsche this one is holding a lv bag so it's like oh You know, when you touch on that, you remind me in high school, I think I was doing grade 10. Mm. So people like carrying cards to school, ne? And I remember, I think two rand, just two rand. So we were standing in the line, so I asked this other guy, I'm like, hey, can I please have two rand? He's like, I know, I don't have two rand. well, Mm. he had 200 rand cash. Okay, cool. So he goes and he buys whatever he needs to buy, right? Eventually, I did get the two rand that I needed. Mm. And so he gives the coins to me and he keeps the 20 Rand and the 100 Rand to himself mm. and you know the way he gave me those coins like yo Tata, you mm. know and you know remember, people were saying nah we don't buy with coins here like we don't use coins here like either mm. like you're gonna have a card or like 100 Rand and I'm like what mm. where I come from is Pandama to Rand mm. you know and for me when he gave me those coins I kind of felt disrespected mm. how do you take me but you know what it's fine it's money at the end of the day like I'm not gonna say bro. No, you know but when I'd give like when someone asking me for two rand or h- however how much right they would expect maybe like 10 rand they would expect a little paper note when mm. I give them like coins like nah bro like Coins and I'm like, excuse you, you know. So we don't have the same views on everything, but the transition was hectic for me because it's now like I'm from Alex guys, so a two could give me the ice number chips mm. or mascopas um, or something. But whereas now I'm in a private school, we don't even buy those things. It's like lays now. Gunama mm. lazy, gunama simba chips and all those things. I think it's it's different. But you know, even when an environment was so okay at first it was a bit toxic for me you know cuz it didn't fit in and you know i was undermined a lot but growing in an environment that really hurt you and changed you to you know, for your heart to not be at a better place mm. sometimes it's good to go back and be like i did it mm. you know so even if it means when you were at a specific i don't know home environment or you were staying wherever or your friends or wherever sometimes you know the environment is just not good for us people but Mm. growing up or just being forced to be in that environment is hard but when you go back there and you've overcome everything it feels good it's like yeah I've done it that's
1: true and I think to like back what you're saying when i had to facilitate or rather make my journey of healing better mm. it was literally my environment it was accepting because at first i was not supposed to go to the high school i went to yeah. i was supposed to go to a different private school which was Kuro and stuff because there was only two high schools that were close to me okay. was either my previous high school or okay. Kuro. yeah so then i went i wrote the exams and stuff and the girl failed math and africans So then my dad was like, okay, you have to go to grade 8 You'll do it in this government school. And then grade nine, you'll proceed to cure cure, and stuff. uh And then, I mean, got to grade eight, realized I want to be head girl. To be head girl, you have to be in a school for five years and stuff. And I was starting to enjoy the place and stuff. Uh And remember, back then, I was still broken. I I was going through the most. And I think what facilitated my healing, even though it was not an extreme healing... But was the fact that there was Ubuntu. Mm. There was, you know, you could sit in a class whereby there's someone who's probably living in a mansion. Okay, not a mansion, but like but a big house. A big yeah. house. Mm. You're sitting in a class where someone else lives in a shack. Mm. You are friends with someone who has a different race type of household. Like, the dad is um, a different race the mom is a different race so you can already see the dynamics how she's raised how she, she does things and stuff so I feel like that was my friend group it was mixed mm-hmm. everyone is different so you accommodate people you know Ngapa my dad at some stage I was living with my gran at Midlands and also um Dobsonville in Soweto so there's this transaction of or transition of Sometimes I go to Dobsonville. Sometimes I go to Midlands. But now, there are people who are like me here, right? Mm. The people who are going to the same taxi rank and stuff. But then, there's also a thing that... But my dad lives in the suburbs. So now, I have to also know how other kids here live and stuff. When you go to... When I go to my dad's um, business associates houses, I'm getting lost in the big houses. Yeah. I'm just like, wow, this is the life. I didn't know, like, this is the life. So... I I knew that there was a light at the end of the tunnel Yeah. because I could see that life is different for mm. everyone. I mean, you have people who have greener pastures but you have people who never had greener pastures but when they tell their life story, you're like, it's going to get better. Yeah. So that's what kept me going, I guess.
0: And as you touch on that, you remind me, I remember when we had an interview with um, my mum bishop mm. and I spoke, so that's another childhood trauma I actually had. I don't, Okay, I didn't grow up in like one stable home, one stable mm. family. You know, six months was probably with my mom or with my dad. And but the only the, when I remember my childhood, the last time I remember being fully stable in a household is when I was staying with my grandmother. Then the moment my parents obviously started moving separately, like in different houses, houses, um, the back and forth wasn't easy. Mm. So it it you know I lived a life where today pack your bags when you leaving you're going wherever i now have to come back here i have to pack my bags and leave you know like any time could be pack your bags it's time to go and that's another thing i think i'm so glad you know i've actually overcome is this thing of being stable you know, Mm. and that's all I ever want for myself, like a just, a stable home, you know, because it's not easy, because now, at some point, my parents had asked me, who do you want to stay with, me or your dad, now you can't even make that decision, because you don't want to hurt the other parents, Mm. you know, but generally, your heart is here, you know, and, so I struggled a lot with that, you know, just being... And as I was saying, the environments are not different. How I was taught to cook in another household is different to how I'm being taught in this household, mm. or how things are done in the other household. It's so different. And so for me, I was always going through this push and pull all the time, and just so much I had to constantly register my mind. Okay, in this household, we sleep at this time, we cook at this time, but now when I move elsewhere, it's like, okay, now I can be more relaxed, mm. you know, and... That's why one of the major things for me is, like, stability, hey? Mm. That's, like, a big thing for me because it's not easy having to... And at least for me, I get the experience of staying in a township and I get the experience of staying in the suburb, you know? Mm. So it's a bit of, like, a balance. But you don't... You're not the same person in different... In the different environments, cause things are not the same, you know. Mm. Hey, guys, you can just wake up and then whoever chilling there, you can go mm. chill with them. it's quiet. Mm. Like who, now, you must call each other via social media or wherever to be like, hey, come to my house, let's chill. Even how you dress is different, hey? You know, I can I
1: can go like when I'm at Soweto so I can go to someone's house without bothering. and I my myself hmm. exactly.
0: So it, it's it's so different, but. I think it's beautiful to have both experiences because mm. sometimes when you your mind is just a luxury pen, you don't see beyond what yeah. life is like outside of the small township so it's good to, be, to have that experience and even if you've got that friend or so self scene, even if people think mm. you are just aiming for too much or you're mm. too ambitious that's fine go visit mm. and go see what the life is like that side and see if that's what you want for yourself
1: you know with what you're saying i usually feel like some people avoid people who are better than them Mm. because they don't want to feel that difference Mm -hmm. but that's how you know that there's better like there's something out there for me are you going into those environments where you're like i'm the smallest Mm -hmm. i don't have much but that's where you realize that actually if i keep working hard I will receive what I need to receive. Yeah, and people don't get that. Yeah,
0: that's how I felt when I went to a private school. Mm. Very small. I was not worth being part of the cool kids. I don't didn't have an iPhone. Mm. I my parents don't drive these crazy massive cars, so I I had to accept being small. But I I became comfortable in being small because it's like, okay, no one's watching me. Mm. At least no one's watching me, so I can do my own thing however I do it. I like being the cool kid in the school and everyone is watching, watching you. So what phone you have, what you're doing, how you behave. Mm. So I loved being small at that time because no one's watching me. No one really cares who Timur mm. Hol is. No one cares what she gets. So I loved being the small person, you know, because I can get inspiration from a few people mm. and do my own thing. But now when I started becoming something and mm. when I was doing the machine mm. and all of those things, now all people are like, okay, well, who's this girl? Mm. Okay, she's becoming something, you know? And it became very uncomfortable because now I'm like, oh my gosh, now you guys going to be watching me Uting and all of that, But you know? can I just cut you
1: off, sorry. Mm. With what you're saying, I'm receiving, you had to go through a journey of acceptance. Mm-hmm. So that's where it started. That, that was your process. Except, yes. You had to accept. But in you accepting, I'm receiving that in acceptance, there was growth. Yeah. And by the time that now you were receiving the attention and stuff, what was your mindset now? Because now you've gone through this. I'm, I'm okay with being small. I'm yeah. okay with this. How do you now transition now the
0: whole thing of I'm now becoming someone? Yeah. 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 At first, <laughs> I laugh about it sometimes. Um, me I was doing things, thinking no one's watching me, mm. you know so even when I'm posting, i 'm posting in my mind, no one is watching me, even when i 'm doing whatever, no one is watching me mm. and I remember um, I think I was a finalist um, for the machine, a uh, social entrepreneur, mm. so um, when I was a finalist, suddenly, in the morning, some people start to greet me out of a so why all of a sudden young in the morning, you guys never greet me, you know? And okay, cool, I'm doing radio interview. And you posted. And I posted. Okay. But in my mind no one is looking at me. Mm. It's only me and myself and maybe a few friends and family. Mm. But at school no one is watching. And then I had people start to see okay, Tim is doing radio interviews. Cause sometimes I get to school late because mm. I was doing a radio interview and all of that. And so now people are calling me. I'm just, I remember this one time, this guy's like, "Oh, the future Bonang," and I'm like, I "Hi, am- bro." But friend, you,
1: you weren't only doing the the pageant, weren't you? Also now a. a not a journalist
0: uh, I was writing, writing. Yes, yes I was writing so I was writing and I was doing the pageants mm. and I was doing cradle mm. but even doing those things my mind I'm just doing me like I love being in my own space no one's watching me so even mm. if I make a mistake I don't care because no one is watching me you know but I didn't understand that people were watching because mm. sometimes when you rise up from the Mm. darkness people see because there's a light Mm. somewhere in there why this girl's not operating differently Mm. you know and so when people started greeting me and started complimenting me and started commenting on my what on my whatsapp status or instagram and i'm like okay all right it was uncomfortable because i'm like god please don't make this thing happen i don't Mm. want people to know who i am and god's like to me how are you going to influence them if they're not going to see what you're doing Mm. so i was like okay cool so i had to accept the fact that being the underdog is over now. Mm. It's now my time to shine. Mm. So now I've got people that kind of look up to me when they were treating me like trash, but I don't pay back the favor. Nah, I'm not that person. Mm. You know, that's how we... Hence what I'm trying to say is that even the people that hurt you, don't don't return the favor. Mm. Like, do not return the favor. Even if someone has broken your heart, how many times don't return the favor? I'm finding it hard Hard. To really hold a grudge against people, even if someone to did me so dirty in such a way that, oh dude, I can't even begin to understand why. But like, I'm quick to forgive, and I think that's a God thing in me. I'm very quick to forgive. So yeah, but how do we navigate being around people that has, people that have broken our hearts? How do we navigate people that have literally torn a piece of us? You know, and mm. you know, just made made us feel worthless or taken away a version of us that existed. Mm. You know, that was so good. Is that a question? Yeah. Oh. How we
1: navigate that? I'm gonna wrap it up with what you were saying. Yeah. In the process of accepting what you're going through. You you get to a point whereby you are so comfortable with where you are that you give God the the power to turn your mess into a message Mm. so now when you're in this process of turning this mess into a message you are no longer threatened by certain people's uh decisions yeah certain people's actions whatever someone does to you you are used to it because remember i've accepted you for who you are if you used to bully me i've accepted you that you you are you're the bully yeah but with what you're saying what I took was the fact that when you're in the process of rising, when you focus on the process of rising, you no longer care what other people are doing. Yeah. Because now you focus on this, this goal. So I think you get to a point where you you really don't care. Hey? Yeah. You don't pay attention. Let me give you a scenario. In, in When I was a leader, I spoke about this previous episodes. But I remember in grade twelve. Now it was my. It was I was supposed to be a leader for the second time, right? And people voted. I got the vote. And then literally when they were counting, I don't know how what the teacher did in the class, but she literally now tells this other girl that she's now the new leader.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so I I tell my. I was sitting with Kat. I I tell Kat I'm like Kat. I prayed about this position. Kat says to me, go to the toilet and pray. I'm like, okay, I go to the toilet, I tell God I'm like, father, if this is your will Because the girl who got the position was my friend She was one of my close friends at the time And I'm like, if this is your will, I'm happy for my friend Be with her and stuff But if this is not your will, correct it mm. Okay, after that prayer, I go back to the class My friend comes up to me, she's like Girlie, when I went to go sign You got the highest Even the guys, you were, you were the one who got the highest votes So I'm like, but how does she make such a mistake? Exactly Oh like, girl, you trying to sabotage me, Miss Teacher. But okay, we go sort it out and then but now remember the class has already been taught that this girl is the new leader. Okay, fine, cool. That goes on. Now it gets corrected, now I'm the new leader and stuff. So the class sorts my enemies that were in the class, because I mean remember I got the majority voice. So I don't think majority hates me. It's just those people mm. that are in the crowd. Uh, fast forward with with the months and stuff because now I'm part of the the leadership thing again head girl for the second year. Now people are coming up with stories that girl, you sabotage the other girl, you got votes illegally and stuff. And I'm getting called to the office, and my teacher tells me that we literally escalated this problem to the Department of Education. <sighs> that's how serious it was it went to the office of mr banya's and sufi and i was like and i'm being told all of this now i didn't know people were like petitioning against me what? i started crying in the boardroom because i'm like but god but so it's like don't cry god has already fixed the Not he doesn't say god has already fixed it but he says we recounted the votes there and in, in the departments and stuff and you are the one who actually got the highest votes so now i'm like okay fine cool but i mean in that moment i was hurt i was shattered because i knew that even the people who were doing this were well, people i used to call friends and mm. stuff and i don't even know ex- who were they partnering up with so i'm like now looking at people like people are against me wara, wara, wara. but what i've noticed is that you don't need to fight your battles god fights your battles when i was being called to that office my problem was already sorted i was just being informed that this was what we were going through because of your case and that's what i want to leave people with don't focus on people yeah people will they will arise and attack you it's their job they're doing their job and i recently sent this other girl on instagram a message she posted something and i responded and i said you know what girl don't Focus on your enemies because the Bible says we don't fight against flesh and blood but we fight against principalities, spirits. It's the devil, exactly. (laughs) It's not Lisa. If Lisa's doing something, it's don't worry about Lisa. Yeah, when uh, you should go on your knees and deal with whatever is possessing Lisa. Mm -hmm. So, yeah,
0: and (laughs) you know, it's funny because you know, the enemy is always an attack. Oh, yes, you need to understand, even when something big is about to happen, Mm -hmm. the enemy will come and attack. So don't give up when you know the big thing is about to happen.
1: Definitely.
0: You know, because even with us, when we were, Praying for this, the enemy <laughs> was an at attack, guys. Trust me. <laughs> when we were shooting, suddenly mm-hmm. things are not in order. But the enemy will always attack. You will. And I uh, don't please the enemy by stopping what she's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Don't stop, like, don't let the enemy stop you. If you, the God is called you to be a leader or to be a CEO or whatever, mm. get up from that bed and go oh. do it. Because the enemy likes to play with our mind in such a way way he would depress us and make us Mm. remember things of the past that we didn't Mm. do right and he will make us remember why we're not worth it and the mistake we did and then now we also dwell in those emotions and then we're in bed when we're supposed to be getting up and dressing up and go show off who God has Mm. called us to be even if God says go and speak at that event you don't Mm. even know what you want to say but just go there and know that there are good people out there yeah there
1: are and when you tell your story just like how we met it was through me telling my story and you approaching me and me receiving you and also you receiving me into your space whereby now we created this friendship or sisterhood and you realize that actually there are good people out there it's (sighs) just there's a there's a balance you know you have to have some light you have to have some darkness Mm that's how it is
0: because mm. before we started shooting we spoke about uh, the, the handing over of the mental to Sarah mm. jacks Roberts and I watched her first video where she shared about her teenage pregnancy mm. and I'm like has she not got up that day mm-hmm. and decided that shame is not going to have mm. my voice anymore fear is not going to have my voice anymore mm. some of us were, like my life has changed because of she started speaking mm. and sharing her story you know so God can literally use your mistakes even if you did things outside of his world mm. even if you you chopped out when you knew you didn't you weren't supposed mm. to do that even if you even if you betrayed someone or you you aborted the baby or whatever it is god can still use it god is just waiting for you to be like hey this is what i have god i've never done mm. things your way this is what i have i did this mistake i dishonored you i betrayed mm. you i did one, two, three. but. Make all things work together for my good. Mm. Like God does not discredit you. God's not that not that kind of God where because izolo yeah, you are drunk. Mm. I'm gonna disqualify you from doing this. You know what I'm trying to say? God's not forgiving God. God knows it's okay, you are gonna make those mistakes, but regardless, I've forgiven you. Mm, You just need to humble yourself. Yeah. Because the Bible says that, if my people who are called
1: by by my name shall humble themselves. Mm. So you just, you know, I always gravitate more towards David because that's what pleased God. No matter what David did, David will kneel down and apologize for what he did because he recognized that, God is after my heart yes. and if God knows that this is someone I can trust with turning this test into a testimony because he needs to trust you. You need to go through the process of making those mistakes. Making, For example, I had to go through my depression story, my anxiety story, my suicide story for me to know that God turns tests into testimonies. God turns messes into messages. Yeah. So if I honor God with my brokenness, God will honor me and take me onto higher territories. Because that's what faith is. Okay. Faith is the vehicle that drives you to your destiny. It's the vehicle that takes you from brokenness to wholeness. Yeah. So you have to give it to God. You have to be honest. You have to be transparent even with those who are around you you have to be transparent because i remember i was having a conversation with one of my friends because we usually pray every sunday and i was just telling her that friend i'm sensing leadership you i'm sensing friend you should go for this you know i was telling her certain opportunities that she should go to go for Mm -hmm. within her institution and as we were speaking she then opened up to me that uh, she was she was scared because she's always been robbed from leadership since primary. Mm. But if she was not vulnerable enough to open up to me, then I wouldn't have had the opportunity to say, you're not friend, you can actually do it. I've always known that you have it in you. So sometimes it takes us being open and vulnerable with the people who are around us yeah. to see a different perspective. Yeah. Because sometimes you might be looking at yourself as if, No, I can't do this. Mm. I can't but I'm like friend like girl you can do this like
0: yeah, and you know a lot of people their confidence was uh, Taken away from them when they were young. Mm. So they're going through life Believing that this is not for me. Mm. They are going through life believing that I'm not meant to be here Back when I was 16 back when I was 15 back when I was 10 This was taken away from me and therefore Mm it's not it's buried away like mm. i can't access that but sometimes be crazy enough to think hey no actually i'm gonna try fight back mm. to get this thing that that belongs to me if god has called me to do this i'm going to do it mm. um i always talk about how me moving into a private school had literally shut my voice down so I didn't want to be too much in people's faces because I just didn't want people to know about me. So therefore, group discussions, I was quiet. Um, mm. Anything in j I I was quiet, you know. I didn't want to speak. Previously in my high school, like i talk. That was me, I was a confident girl. But now being in this school, in this new environment has literally just destroyed my confidence. Mm. So I was very comfortable in being that girl. Like, I don't want to talk too much. You guys go ahead with what you guys think um needs to be done with this project and this one particular time (laughs) out of nowhere I just randomly walk around the school. Yeah. And so I knew God was calling me into speaking and gaining my confidence again. But I didn't want that because I'm like not now. Maybe let me wait for me to get through after high school and then we can we can regain my, my voice again and I can start speaking again. And um, God's like, okay, no, that's not going to happen, you know, and so I just walk around school, ne? and then I just see my other English class being opened, and then I just see people inside, and I just walk there, and I just sit down, nobody's supposed to say to me walk in here and sit down, mm. and I sit down, and then some goes up to me, oh, so are you here for public speaking, I'm like, oh, hell no, child, no, not me, me mm. speaking in front of thousands of people, mm. I didn't like speaking in, in speech whatever in class so what more in front of the whole grade the whole school I'm like no I'm just here to watch and my teacher at that time was like no you can still do your speech and I'm like no and I'm like in my mind I'm like no I'm not doing this Mm. I just wanted to take my bag and leave but I stayed I listened to other people and they were amazing people like people that have been doing public speaking for years cool my teacher says to me listen come back tomorrow and do a speech I'm like okay cool I mean, I do it in the morning just to show what I don't do while well in this. I do it in the morning. Mm. After school, I go to the speech. The following day, she's like, Did you see the message? And I'm like, What message? You mailed to the public speaking team.
1: Oh, wow.
0: And I'm like, What? Mm. and then when I look at the list of people that made it I'm like but he was great he was amazing, mm. he's been doing this for how many years I'm new into this thing and God's like I've called you, when I've called you I've called you, there's mm. no one who's going to stop my mission here if you are the only one that's going to do it you like I've called you and I've ordained you to do it so don't question my word not even someone who's been doing it for 10 years can come stop what I'm trying to do mm. in you and that's where I start getting my voice look at me right now, I'm here doing this podcast, you know, mm. because of that day, cause like, I'm calling you back into who you've always been, mm. you know, but I was trying to shut that idea down, like, nope, I'm not going to talk, but eventually, slowly but surely, I started getting my confidence again, as much as I was still different, but standing in front of the stage, I I, I didn't become scared anymore, because mm. I'm like, God, you will you have you when you say, here, you called me here. So, you will sustain me through it. Mm. So, this is, shows, even if someone has studied 10 years, if God has called you, He's called you. And only you can do it. Oh, wow. I think you ended it on a high note. Yeah.
1: And thank you to each and every person who listened to this podcast. May God bless you. Have any...
0: Wait. yeah i think just this is uh i hope you guys gain some inspiration and some healing please comment below if you guys have anything that you want to add here and yeah man we will be back again next week wednesday and i hope you guys have a blessed week ahead of you bye bye guys